Blog Talk Radio. That's right, welcome everybody to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. It was February 2nd, 2009. And me and Bill started something. It was called the Brew and Bill Show. And first show we talked Yankee baseball because that's originally what the show was going to be. It was meant to rip on a former friend of ours who thought we always knew nothing. And then we learned by listening to him talk more that he knew nothing because he was on a show on Block Talk Radio where the host knew nothing. Bill's not here anymore. I still am. Put a long cast of characters here. But I'm the guy left standing. Why? Because I'm the big dog in this fight. This is my baby. Welcome to the What's Brewing show. The George Brew show. Whatever the This show has had so many names. It was the Brew and Bill show. Then it was the Brew show. And then it was What's Brewing in Sports. Then it became... Got, who the hell knows what the show's name is anymore? We've had a week where we did every show leading up to Patriots Jets in 2010 because why? We could. We had the What's Brewing with the Bomber show that lasted about five months. Not like three until we realized it was too freaking hard to do every day. Because you actually had to watch baseball every day. And let me tell you, I can't do that anymore. I can't watch baseball anymore. It's between the times when I just couldn't, couldn't now, I just can't do it anymore. Baseball bores the hell out of me. I can't understand how people could sit there. And you know they are. They'll follow on the Twitter. Go to Twitter. Go to Twitter's only Yankee game. Living and dying with every pitch in April will make you drive yourself nuts. Make you drive yourself nuts. Then we hit the Great Woods for the football shows every Wednesday night. Here it is here. But you're bringing it back. You're bringing it back, me and Brian. Well, what's bringing football is great. Never forget the time we were on air when the Pennsylvania State University fired Joe Paterno. And, oh, man, did that show turn into an absolute poop fest. There's a poop fest. The great thing about that was we were the only show on Black Talk Radio getting reports from the streets of State College. We were the only show. We were the only show on Black Talk Radio that had a medical expert, a sports medical expert. We talk about injuries. That was what we had. That's what we have. That's why we're the best. That's why we poop on you. We poop on all of you. Move on the rest of these sports talk radio shows here on Black Talk. Here's why they're just not as good as us. 
And yes, kind of took a little hiatus doing this. Really did take a lot out of you. Took a lot out of my relationships. But the show's seen me get married. The show's seen me make friends, lose friends. Make better friends. The show for a time was all I had. And it's why I was happy to bring it back. I'm happy that one of the people who I became friends with because of this crazy thing called Block Talk Radio was talking to me because, you know, if you didn't listen to the first show, I am battling from a serious ankle reconstruction. So I just get to sit here. And do this show. And I love it. This is what I love to do. I love to be here spewing the boat off my brain that this that that is in sports. There's a lot of hypocrisy in sports. And one of my favorite places to go for sports sees it and calls it out on a daily basis when it comes to the National Football League and that's Barstool. Jim Harbaugh used to say when he was the coach of the Niners, who's got it better than us? Who's had a better week this week in Houston, Texas, until Sunday, than Barstool? They have crushed it this week. From Goodell's lies to Pat McAfee joining them to everything. Goodell's lies about not knowing who they were gave them a bigger audience. Their numbers on Comedy Central this week for the Barstool Rundown, which a lot of people really never even heard of. I turned people on to it. It's word of mouth that's gotten them there. I started reading Barstool 15 years ago. When presidents put papers out on the streets of Boston, I started reading Barstool. And I'm happy today to still be a stoolie. I'm happy for that. I'm happy because I knew what they were going through. Granted, larger audience they have. The New York audience, and, and this is why when we started this whole thing out as a Yankee show, Kept boring after a while because you were competing against so many other pink hat fans who had no clue on what they were talking about. Would sit there and watch the pregame show, watch the postgame show, and tell you what they thought. And no shit, though. That was a problem. No fucking thing. They'll sit there and tell you that Derek Jeter can't go to the home. No shit. Anybody that has a pair of eyes and never played baseball can tell you that. My question to them always was, well, who do you want the ball hit to up the hole? In the game, at the game, you know, with the game on the line, who do you want the ball hit to? It was Doug Cheater. Then over said, all over. Right now. That's what I wanted to say. That's how you do it. Oh, we went to the hockey show with me and Howie. Started out with him and Scotty. 
Now he unfortunately couldn't deal with it. Couldn't deal with working with Scotty. Started begging me to join. And I want nothing to do with that show. I want nothing to do with that show originally. Because I was like, well, Scotty's been a good good soldier. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserved it. He's a good soldier. Life changes. You saw who was big for the show. You see who wanted to be here. How he wishes he could call in tonight. Maybe, just maybe, may see a return of the hockey show. I've been talking about that for a while. It was one of my favorite shows to do because I liked working with Howie. I liked talking with Howie. And I know you guys did too. Because the listen, our listener numbers for those shows was ridiculous. And I thank you for that. That show kept us going very while. It was a fun time to do. It was a fun thing to do. Because we, as a network, have had a lot of ups and downs. Had a ton of guests. I wax poetic later. I wanted to start the show by thanking you, the loyal listeners that have been there from the beginning who took a chance on us because, look, I'll be the first one to say it. I don't know everything, and I'm going to tell you that. I don't get into fantasy sports, which clogs the airwaves here. Clogs it. Why? Because people need to help Need help on their fantasy. Dude, really? you got all this time in your life. You care about your fan. I mean, and not to say I didn't have fun doing it. Those shows made me work. I never worked harder than when I had to fill in, do fill-in spots on fantasy on the fantasy network. But this has offered me and afforded me a great opportunity. I appreciate the person. Let's start the show. Let's, uh, I'll watch Poetic more later before we close up shop here. Super Bowl 51 this week is in Houston, Texas. By all accounts, it is one of the best places to host an event like this because it is so diverse. We talked Tuesday night, me and me and Mr. Sambone, who may join us tonight. It's kind of like a victory lap for me. If you remember, we've had a few of those. The 50-year anniversary was a huge victory lap for this network because we were the original Patriot show on this network. Don't forget, don't get yourself twisted. We were the first Patriot network here. We left, we came back, we're back. I'm back. I love talking Patriots football with you. But here's the thing that comes with everything. Here is Super Bowl week. What are we talking about this week? The Super Bowl was our last passion of hope. It wasn't politicized. 
Right? Super Bowl is not supposed to be politicized, but it has been. It's become that. Because why? Because there's too much media. <laughs> and we're one of them. There's too much. There's too much talk. God, let them play the game. Or so the other night, just two weeks between the game and, and, and you know, between the AFC the championship games and the Super Bowl, it's too long. There's too much. And I get it. I get the NFL needs to make more money because they don't make it enough. I mean, hell, they tweeted out before how the leagues are going after Amazon and eBay now because of the fact that too many fake jerseys on the market are all being shipped by Uncle Sam. They're all being shipped by the post office. Because that's a federal crime. But the reason why that is, and this is from the fans' point of view, and the leagues don't get this, you've killed the marketplace. You are the only game in town when it comes to to jerseys when it comes to hats. Thank God the NFL allowed 47 brand into that contract to make stuff. Because I'm here to tell you, at least their hats are nice. Reebok was overwhelmed. Reebok was overwhelmed. And they'll never say it publicly. They're overwhelmed. Couldn't handle the NFL contract. It's impossible. Impossible to. It was impossible for them to do it. To do 32 teams, to do hats, to do jerseys, to do jackets, to do winter hats, to do whatever. To do everything. They were just overwhelmed. Couldn't handle it. The NFL saw this. The NFL said, all right, we'll sign another 10-year contract with the company. This becomes the problem with that. The NHL started this whole thing. I was asked earlier today who the worst commissioner in football is. Yeah, worst commissioner in football. There you go. You know my answer, right? Worst commissioner in sports, who is it? You didn't even have to think. Roger Goodell. The guy makes money. He makes money for this league hand over fist. So if you're a Patriot fan, we've had guys on here. Brian, Brian, I, I give him all the credit in the world. He was first on this. He was on that. And I defended Roger Goodell to the hilt. Hey, you know, the guy's got a tough job. He's trying to protect the shield. And then he screwed Tommy. He screwed my quarterback. Death to Ming. Death to Ming. I want to say I got crashed and burned for what he did to Tom Brady. For the witch hunt that he allowed to go towards one of the greatest players to ever play in that sport. Death to him. You 
Like, well, why do you say that for? You're going to witch hunt. For the people that don't like the Patriots, of course you're going to sit there and go, well, Tom Brady's a cheater, the Patriots are all a bunch of Jews. Shut the fuck up. Sure, much crybabies. Shut up. He took a nothing situation and made it something huge. And the bitterness of former players. Our next guest, our first guest tonight, is a fan of that team. A fan of the St. Louis Rams, the Los Angeles. I'm going to tell you, I'm not even going to bring it up. Me and him have a very good relationship. But it tires me out. It tires me out to do a show and have somebody call in and say, you're a Patriot homer honk. I am. I don't deny that. Can't deny it. I'm a Patriot fan. I'm a Penn State guy. Defended Joe Paterno here, too. But the NFL does not get it. The owners, some some of them do. Some of them get it. It's not a hard, it's not a hard thing to get. Why are people buying jerseys made in China that are bootleg? Because your shit's just too expensive. I praise my, I praise whoever that my wife fits in kid sized jerseys. Because $100 for a replica jersey, to me, is ridiculous. 2001, they were 40 bucks because there was competition. Now there's none. Don't tell me that those other, the other cheaper replicas are competition. Because they're not. They look awful. Back when I was growing up in the 80s. used to have the hutch where you got your little jersey. You got your replica-looking pants. You got your helmet. You got your shoulder pads. For me, a kid that was born then didn't wear that. Didn't have one. Hell, I got one every year for Christmas or Halloween. So I did. So it was. I did it for Halloween every year. You could be whoever you want it to be, right? That's what we're based on, right? Joining me now is a man on this airwaves who needs no introduction, but he's one of the few people that does have one. Checking in on the original Sinsider What's Brewing hotline, the man who has too many jobs to mention, but I will mention that he is a best-selling author in Italy, which is like having a girlfriend in Vancouver named Alberta Wright, guys, the one, the only Jim Haig. Still waiting Mr. for my girlfriend in Vancouver. Still waiting for my girlfriend well, I, in Vancouver. You know? I don't think your can't, wife will appreciate that, though. That's okay. You know, I mean, she's in Vancouver. You think my Named wife knows Alberta. where Vancouver is? She don't know where Vancouver is. I think you're, oh, wait, I've met your wife. I think your wife knows where Vancouver is. 
No. She knows it's probably in Canada. She wouldn't know what, <laughs> what, what province it's in and definitely don't know where it is geographically. Definitely. No. Oh, I'm going to have to ask her that. Because you, you know why? You can't I'm going to have to. Can't drive you can there. drive to Alberta. Yeah, it would take eight years. Vancouver. It would take eight years. Uh, Don't make me Google this, because I will. It's got to be more than 4,000 miles. If it's 1,000 miles to Chicago, it's got to be 4,000 miles to Vancouver. It's six hours on plane. I mean, it's forever. It's forever. But, you know, considering my wife's tenant. My wife doesn't fly, so that's another reason why. You know, that's another great thing about your wife. Flying. Because she doesn't fly? Yeah, flying. Oh, I awesome. agree. I'm, I agree. I'm not, I'm not a fan of it either, but sometimes you've got to do it. Like, for instance, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to, Chicago. I'm going to Milwaukee in two weeks to go see Marquette play. I think they're playing Xavier that week or maybe Butler, one or the other. And... Um, uh, with a bunch of my friends, and if I didn't fly, I wouldn't be able to get out there. So mm-hmm. anyway, right. happy eighth an- happy oh. eighth anniversary. That's why I'm calling. You. And by eight, the way, thank you. Eight to whole Google. years. Eight whole years of this crap. You believe that? According believe to it. Google, it's 44 hours and 2,988 miles from Kearney, New Jersey. There you go. There you go. Because I never put in where I never put in where I live now because it's always an extra hour and ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm an hour and ten minutes from everywhere. Except uh, except for uh, Great Adventure, you're not you're not an hour and ten minutes from Great Adventure. I'm still a half an hour from Great Adventure. Yeah, well, but not an hour and ten minutes. Like, yeah, but I, yeah, but who the hell goes to Great Adventure? That's true. Mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> Unless you want to go see uh, a cover a cover band of Asia, they'll, they'll be playing a great now. adventure. Or a cover <laughs> band of Lover Bo- cover cover band of Lover Boy, you know. Up oh, like, now, I'll I tell can, you who Marquette is playing at... the game. I'm at okay. Xavier. Let's see the game. Marquette is playing Xavier the night I'm there. See Xavier, who just Xavier, Xavier. who just beat. Xavier, who just beat uh, the the tough, tough, mighty Pirates of Seton Hall last night. Remember when they were good? What was that, like last year? Uh, yeah, that was what a is long wrong time with the Pirates? Uh, they don't have a point guard, and that's really what's killing them more than anything. They have no point guard at all. They have zero point guard. Um, and they also have the nobody... Way- they have nobody to compliment Delgado up front. So all their other big – I mean, he could profess that Ishmael Sanogo is a, is a great player, but he can't put it in the ocean. He can, no, right, that's he the only problem with Ish. can't put it in the ocean. He rebounds really, really well, defends really, really Plays well. Plays defense. He, can, he cannot put it in the ocean. And, I mean, he can't put it in the ocean if he, was, if he had two feet in the water and – and the, the the tide was rolling in. He, he I was going to say the tide there. could be behind them. He, Even he, better. That's my my problem with Ish. Yeah, his offensive game's a mess. Is a is a is a, is a mess. 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 They didn't have a point guard last year though. 
Yeah, yeah, they did. They had, they had uh, Whitehead. Don't bring him up on this show. Don't ever curse him like that. I hate that kid. Okay. Okay. Well, he was the point Actually, guard. He was the, I take that back. I tell you what. He, I tell you what. He didn't win player of the year, but he should have. Yeah. He should have. By the he way. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Villanova won the national championship, but, but, but there was nobody more important to the 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 uh, wherewithal and and and, and uh, upbringing of of a basketball team than what it, Isaiah Whitehead was to Seton Hall last year. Nobody, nobody. No. And I know you. By the way, their point guard is playing at George Washington. Who is Jaratina? Yeah, Tarantino. He's a two. Tarantino was a two. He wasn't a point guard. He was a very slow-footed, shot-happy two. He's better off playing at George Washington. That's where he belongs. He never belonged at Seton Hall in the first place. Oh, I mean, we liked him. Who did? I forget. I did. I loved Tarantino. He was a very oh, mediocre player. And he wasn't a point guard. He did not play the point. No. I'm telling you right now. Sterling Gibbs was a point guard on that team. Yeah, well, that's true. But they lost yeah. him. They missed him. And, and they lost him, too. Um, they lost them both. They lost them both in the matter of, I don't know, a couple months. Yeah. One in the middle of the season. Oh, that the was one as soon as the season was over. Which I do give you credit for because you did break that story. Yeah, and took a lot of crap. But for but, it. but 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 I got I took a lot of a lot of crap, a lot of crap. I've always wondered Zach Brazilier or, or whatever his name is from the New York Post, who tried to who put in the newspaper uh, that I was a the story was written by a part time blogger. I didn't know really I wrote that story. Like, which really was <laughs> really was a kick in the teeth. Part time blogger. To which that but I, I then wrote him an email it. saying, "I well, I, I wrote him an email saying, you know, like I've been doing this longer than you've been on the planet." Don't 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 don't, but don't I still disparage have a question. me. Was it not my text message to you that started that whole thing? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I it did it certainly helped situation. But it did not. It wasn't where it started from. I hate to tell you. No. Had you know, you do couldn't with, just pump my tires a little bit. You couldn't do it. I kicked the tire a little bit, but I didn't pump it. Um, <laughs> there were there were two two kids that I know that work for the athletic program. Well, and they which, were the, uh, the they were the ones who they, told me. They were your deep throat. <laughs> they were your they deep, were deep throat. My deep on that. They were my deep yeah. Yep, see, that's the stuff you don't get on any other show here. We talk about nope. deep throat and stuff. <sighs> Nobody know Who else knows uh, about deep throat? Yeah. Well, obviously not the lefties, you know. Are you alone by yourself? Um, no, the wife's here. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about oh, on the here. show, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. doing it, you know, the way I used to do it, just by me. Because oh, cool. I feel right. I'm more interesting than anybody else's. Okay, that's cool. Let I me. Mean, Bloomberg comes out with a story a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, 
about how Major League Baseball is going after Amazon and eBay and football is now going after Amazon and eBay for fake jerseys being sold. God, the word fake in the media today um, lately. Oh, too much fake. My question is this, as a sports fan as you are, yep. are you not tired of see, um, not tired of paying a hundred bucks for a replica jersey? Tired for paying a hundred dollars for what? Replica jerseys. Because to me, this is where all that started. I don't know if that's where it started, but uh, I, you know, like I have both. I have a authentic jersey that I spent $399 for. And then I have um, two replica jerseys that I spent like $69.99 for. So one of them is Lennon Little, which is authentic. And the other one is James Laronitis, which is it was given to me because uh, last year was my 55th birthday, so they gave me a James Laronitis jersey with 55 on it, albeit that they didn't realize that James Laronitis is no longer a member of the Rams. Say so. Hmm. But you know what? <laughs> the good thing that you remember about James Laronitis, his father? His father was a professional wrestler. What was his father? Does his father have a name in wrestling? Was his what was father... his father's name in wrestling? Was he one of the – I forget if he was – I don't think it's John Laurinaitis. I think he's the other – I think he's like Road Warrior Hawk or Animal, one of them two. Oh, he did have a, he did have a name. Yeah, oh, yeah. His father was a huge steal. His father uh, – His father was Road Warrior Animal of the – well, Legion of Yes, he was. He was Road Warrior Joseph Michael Joe Laurinaitis, who is only a year older than me, is the Road Warrior Animal. Yep. And his brother is married to the Bella Twins' mother. And he was is that the true? commissioner of people power. Yeah. You don't watch wow. Total Divas on eight? Oh, that's right. My my wife makes me watch it. But, you know, my thing is is this with this whole complaining about bootleg jerseys and stuff from China. There's no difference. I mean, if you know the difference, there's a little bit of a difference. But it's not a big enough difference. Oh, no, difference there's, there's, there's a huge difference. The money. There's, there's, a, there's a huge difference. But what uh... – I don't know the controversy. What's going on here with these bootleg jerseys and stuff? Well, they're, they're I, saying I don't that, know. There's, that there's just too many fakes in the marketplace. Well, the reason why there's too many fakes in the marketplace is because nobody wants to pay $100 for a replica jersey. Oh, okay. I mean, when you took all the competition, remember, that at one point there was competition. Now there's none, and they go, we can't figure out why people won't buy our stuff. Duh. Mm. It's real easy, guys. Hmm. That's true, but that it's one of those things that I think when you look at it, it's never going to change because leagues like having one. Remember back in the old days when you would have this team had this one, this one had this one, and it was like nothing is ever even on the sideline stuff was never you know um, uniform, and we know how the NFL loves their uniform policy. That's correct. 
<laughs> to the point of ridiculousness, if you ask me, where they'll mm-hmm. find a guy for having his socks too low or whatever. Moving on to a better topic, though. Is the commissioner okay. a liar? <laughs> is he alive? No, I think he's a puppet. He, uh, is he a liar, though? Like, in the worst case? Uh, yeah, I don't... I, well, I, I, he hasn't proven to be a liar to me, but what do you think he's lying about? <laughs> really? You're going to ask a Patriots fan where the commissioner's lying? Oh, please. Please I don't, please don't talk about that. Don't, 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 don't uh, talk about Deflate Gate, please, because I'm going to uh, yeah, make this really throw up. Well, make me do you really up. think they knew something? Do I but think again, that the New England – wait a minute, time, 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 time now, time now, time now. Do I think that the New England Patriots knew something about the, inf- the, the deflating of footballs in that game? Do I think they knew something? Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. 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 I think Bill you Belichick think it's knows. Deal. I think what Bill Belichick knows what Tom Brady had for breakfast this morning. I think that that's you want to know Everybody about. Everybody does. Like he eats avocado ice cream. He eats avocado ice cream for breakfast. Well, that's his only like that's his cheat. Like our cheat is like uh, half a box of Twinkies. Tom Brady. No, I don't. I've never had a Twinkie. I've never had a Twinkie. Wait, I'm the only fat man in America that never had a Twinkie. Never had a Twinkie. You're not missing out on never, them anymore, though. The new ones suck. Never, never had a Twinkie. I've had, I don't know, eight million devil dogs, mm-hmm. but I've, but I've never had a Twinkie. Never. How about that? All right. Well, I'm, I'm the only fat piece, of, only fat person in America who never smoked pot and never had a Twinkie. How about that? Never. I never smoked pot either, so it makes us two of the only fat people in America that. Yeah, but you, pot. but you've had a Twinkie. So you're different than me. I, I just finished a box of Twinkies and they're terrible now. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I just no, because I, I, you know here's the deal for me with Twinkies, and this goes back to when I'm a little, I'm a, I was a little boy. White cake with white filling. Ick. Ick. Give me. I, I chocolate you were going somewhere cake. else with that. Give me chocolate <laughs> cake with chocolate frosting. And a white filling, and I'll eat that. But give me chocolate, chocolate, and chocolate, and I'll eat that. But don't give me white cake oh. with white filling. I don't want any part of that shit. Not oh, then you are going to love our wedding cake at the reception. <laughs> okay. Why? Because it's white? <laughs> no, because I'm trying to convince the wife to get a uh, – it's called a blackout cake. Mm, yummy. Oh, okay. Right here. Oh, there's the wife speaking of. No, forget it, Jimmy. Tell her I said hello. I'll get you a slice. Jimmy said hello. Jimmy will sit on the bottom. Yeah, I'll get Jimmy a slice of blackout cake. Um, okay. I'll go look it up and go get it wherever it is. I'll eat it. I'm blackout if it's blackout. I'll, I'll, it's oh man, let me tell you, I'm not a huge fan of chocolate, but that's the chocolate I eat. No, see, I'm a big, huge fan of chocolate. Chocolate is uh, wow. Chocolate is right up there with Charlie's there on, baby. Right there. It's there. Chocolate, chocolate Heineken, and Charlie's there on. Boom, boom, boom. Put it there. <laughs> Captain Crunch. I'll put that in there, too. <laughs> can't have, Captain, Captain, can't have Captain Crunch anymore, though. But, boy, oh, boy, do I miss that. I miss Captain Crunch. You know, and I'm, 50, I'm 55 years old. I eat Captain Crunch in a heartbeat, right? 
let me throw this at you because I have a thing with Captain Crunch. It's the only food that you have to have that you have to be time sensitive with. Yeah, because if it gets soggy, it's horseshit. It really is. Yeah, it, it's. Yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it to be soggy. I don't. You know, I want it to. I want it to pour the milk on it and eat it right away while it's still got a crunch to it and the taste oh, is no. just that, that'll, yum. That'll, that'll cut the top of your root, the top of your mouth. You have yeah, to find no, a no. perfect meat. I'll go for it. So anyway, this is why um, people have listened to the show for eight years because they get this I conversation. Know, eight years because this is the <laughs> this is the gripping conversations that you get on the air. You get this well, kind of because stuff. usually because if we actually start talking about the Patriots, it turns into a bloodbath, and me and you don't talk for three weeks. Yeah, no, well, no, I, I've never <laughs> hold it against you, Georgie. Never, never once have I ever no, held it against you that no, you re- actually, that you read for the sheet a lot. I, no, I do not. I do not hold it against you that, that you uh, that you root for the sheet a lot. I've rooted for the sheet a lot for a long time. But that's the, your preference. You're allowed to root for the sheet a lot because they cheat a lot. So, and that's proven. But that they dude, can Marshall Falk get over it already? Uh, no. I, mean, I, 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 no I will never get over it. I will never, ever in my lifetime get over it because you know why? We can't get it back. And here's the other reason. The Rams suck. We suck. So, so, <laughs> so, so if there was at least a chance that the Rams could like even make the playoffs, maybe I can get over it. But we've only made the playoffs one year since that stole, that Super Bowl was stolen away from us. We made it once, once since then, once. Oh no, I take it back. All right, twice, twice. twice. We lost to right, let me we lost Carolina the next year when Steve Smith took the pass, and when uh, when that really overrated sack of shit that used to play for the Giants, uh, Jason Seahorn went for the ball instead of covering Steve Smith like he should have done in overtime and went for the ball and missed and Steve Smith ran past him for the touchdown in overtime. And then we, we, then there was the year that uh, we beat uh, the Seattle Seahawks in the wild card round. And then we got totally destroyed by Michael Vick and the Falcons in the next round. So I think 51, seven or some bloody fucking thing. But that's it for the Rams. That 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 you, you know, put those two, and after that, nothing. Zero. But all right, so absolute vapid wasteland. Think about it this way, though. Jason Seahorn are two of the worst players in like playoff history, and they were in back-to-back years. Yeah, how about that? Because, uh, but see, I I still go to the fact that Johnny wins a moron. And there was no reason on God's green earth that Seahorn should have ever been covering Terrell Owens in his prime. That was just yeah. brain dead stupidity. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, that's pretty stupid. Uh, I mean, you didn't have to be the uh, head checker at the Walmart to figure that out. I mean, come on. No. No. Please. Johnny Lynn's a dope. Who ultimately wound up no. costing Fossil his job. Uh, yeah, well, Johnny Lynn is now the new head coach of the uh, San Diego Chargers. See? No, it's Anthony Lynn, not Johnny Lynn. Oh, that's right. Is that his kid? Because no, that is the second worst signing in the history of football. Oh, <laughs> my God, that's right. 
I'm wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to be energized as a Rams fan. Number one pick overall. or Yeah, right? Number one pick last year. Yep. Goff. Yep. Yep. Sean McVay, who, I mean, seriously, he's young enough to be playing on that team. Yep. But he's only five foot seven and 135 pounds, so I don't know what good he would be doing if he played. But then again, we drafted somebody who was 5'9", 175 pounds and in the first round uh, four years ago, and he's turned out to be El Busto. So. And my friend Kayvon Austin, he's a bust. Yeah, but then again, he's not as much as much. He's not as much of a bust as that. If you if you want to have fun, go Google Rams first round draft picks since 1999, and just laugh hysterically. You throw out Aaron Donald because he's he's good, and you throw out Robert Quinn because he's somewhat good, but he's been shit the last couple of years. But do you want to look at all the others since 1999? They have first round draft picks, and you'll be hysterical. It's just Begin with Trung oh, Candidate. Go with, start with Trung oh. Candidate and go all the way to from Trung to uh, Robinson then, the year before and last. And then you had the next year where you had three. No, Archuleta was good for a time. Steven Jackson was good. Chris Long, thank you. Chris Long, you way overrated. Go ahead. Now, oh, good. Now, oh, now he's got a chance to get a ring. Now. I see. There you go. He's got a chance to get a ring. But I don't think Gurley's awful. I think Gurley's going to be out of the league before he actually becomes good. Because they're just going to beat He'll the shit be out of him. He'll be out of the league before he becomes good. That makes no sense. I hope you realize what you just said. He's going to be out of no, the league before he becomes good. You know what I mean? Good. Like. Like, he'll be out of the league before he's ever given a chance. to. It, it's like a Steven Jackson thing. How great was Steven Jackson? But he was never great because he was always on bad teams. Oh, okay. Well, I'm hoping that the Rams turn it around quicker because now they got an offensive-minded coach instead of plowing Gurley into the line over and over and over again. So, Well, that's because, as I told you years ago, that you had the worst coach in the history of the league. Um, he's not the worst coach in the history of the league. Ray Hanley will oh, always sorry. hold that distinction. I was, no, see, he's in a Ray Hanley is in a different level of suck. He he defines suck, but he never okay. had another job. Oh no no like, no! He, I, how honestly, he? he ran away. I was gonna put him in like. <laughs> I was gonna put him in like. See, to me, it's like. Rich Kotite and Ray Hanley are in the same level. There you go. They're, they're all one and the same. They're, they're one and the same person. But they were nice guys. And have, have, you, have you ever, have you ever seen those two people in the same room? Have you ever seen those two people no. that you just mentioned in the same room? They say, ah, that's why I think they're one and the same person. No, they had to have been. He was on the Jet staff. He was on the Eagle staff when they played each other. Who was Ray Hanley? Was on the was on yeah, the Eagle Ray staff. Hanley was on the. No, he was on the Giants staff when Ray Han- when Rich Cote was on the Eagles staff. They had to be in the same stadium together. I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. I think they I think they wanted the same person. The I level of something that they were. Oh, they they like, they, that, they they invented suck. Both of them invented it. 
See, and you, you know, know the I, bad I news is, um, Rich, Rich Kotite was a real, real nice guy. So I felt bad for him but, doing as poorly as he did because he was a real, real nice guy. Okay? But that's why he kept getting um, jobs because he was a nice Ray guy. Ray Hanley was a shithead. Ray Hanley, absolute shithead. Yeah. Absolute nasty reason, Why did the Giants hire Hanley? Because, I, I mean, I was eight at the time, so I can't – I really don't know. Um, why did they, they hire Belichick? Be, because, because they hired – because uh, Parcells caught them off guard by saying he had a heart problem and was retiring. He caught them totally off guard. I don't think the Giants ever thought that, that Parcells would ever leave. So they now were totally caught off guard, and they wanted to figure they could catch lightning in a bottle again by bringing in one of Parcells' assistants, so they hired him. And it was a mistake. Obviously. Was Belichick um, already in... Cleveland at that point, though. Uh, Belichick was he he. I think he still was with the Giants when when Hanley came. I think he was Hanley's defensive coordinator. Because me and because me and my father-in-law had this conversation yesterday. And I said, I thought the only reason why Hanley had gotten that job was because Belichick had gone to Cleveland. No, because Belichick went with Parcells to the Jets. No, no, no. All right, here you go. No, Belichick already taken the job with Cleveland. Oh, okay. So Belichick left the Giants to become the head coach at Cleveland? Yeah, and then he went to New England with Bill, and he went to New England. And they got fired. He went to New England and Cleveland. Went to New England with Parcells. Mm-hmm. Belichick. Belichick was an assistant with the Jets. Yeah, he went from the Giants to Cleveland to New England to the Jets back to New England. Is that how that worked? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is why. I was at I, I was at Hofstra. The, the, I was at Hofstra that day with uh, I I resign as the HC of the NYJ. I was there that day and couldn't believe what was happening. I was there. You know, I have a shirt. And, that's I don't know what year that was. Probably like ninety nine. But I, I was there. It was two thousand. Two thousand. Mm-hmm. I have a shirt that says, I resign as HC of the NYJ. I don't. The best thing that ever happened in New England. You ever see like that fake 30 for 30 that um, ESPN did with Mike Greenberg about how they were would have had the greatest coach in the history of football for one day? And Greenberg uh, says, no. It's like a mockumentary. I wanted to see that this is the XFL. Uh, uh, it, it'll be on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I DVR'd it. I did. Okay. Well, I wanted to call in and say happy anniversary. I know we didn't get all over. We didn't can go all over the map, but eight years of doing this, and I just wish you best of luck. I hope you can continue to find it. 
the strength and the and the guidance to continue to do this for as long as possible because I think you do a good job. And mm-hmm. uh, I hope well, that's that, why uh, your health. You I hope keep your me on the straight and narrow. What keep, uh, I keep you on the straight and narrow? Well, you do. You're good right. at it. I try. I try very uh, hard to keep people on the straight and narrow. <laughs> so, all right, but I have to now. I have I have water therapy tomorrow at seven thirty, so I that means I have to be up at six thirty to get to Hackensack by seven thirty. So I have to tune it, turn in. Oh, oh you can go over and see Doctor Barbarian. He's across the street now. Uh, yeah, he's but I can. He's across the highway. In he he no longer is at UNDMJ at all. Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's car owns yeah. The place that's crushed. And he's all, no, and he's no longer at Hackensack Medical Center. He's not at the. He's not at the he hospital. Is. He's still working. Oh yeah. He's still working out of there. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I'm he's the co-owner. Hackensack. I got to go to the. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to the hospital tomorrow morning. I'm going to the. Going to the, Giants. uh, the Giants Wellness Center on Route Four or Route Seventeen yeah. in Maywood. That's where I'm going. Yeah. He's right across the highway from that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you take care of your foot and feel better. And congratulations on eight years. Whoever thought you were going to last at eight years? Whoever thought we were. And, 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 and I seriously, I seriously wish your football team good luck on Sunday. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't no, you don't. You I know. No, no, no. You no, do. You know what? You want to see them win. You want to see them win because you want to see the awkwardness that is Goodell handing Brady that trophy. I don't. I don't want. You're to see, I'd, I'd rather I see the awkward. I'd rather see the awkwardness of Arthur Blank dancing with the Super Bowl trophy. That's oh, what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather see that happen. Cause. I'd rather see that happen than Goodell and Kraft and Brady and all that. I want to. You know what I want to see? I want to see Brady get smacked so hard that there's like blood dripping down his head, worse than age uh, YA Piddle. And then if they take Brady's helmet off. There's like green ooze coming out of his ears. That's what I hope that happens. It'll be a, it'll that? be the avocado ice cream. Yes, that's what it exactly what it'll be coming out of his head. Yeah, and then he and then you know what he'll say? I I have the last laugh because my wife is worth four hundred and thirty six million dollars a year. Can you comprehend yep. that's how much money she makes? Four hundred thirty six million dollars. What do you do with four hundred thirty six million dollars? I don't know, but I'd like to you have buy that a lot dilemma. of avocado. I'd like to have that dilemma. Yeah. You come up with the TB12 sleep recovery system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you invent the new MyPillow. <laughs> I don't know, but he, he does the beauty wrestling. Jimmy, thank you for uh, joining us. No problem. Jimmy. Good talking to you. Yeah. Take care of yourself, and I'll All see right, you soon. I'll talk to you later. Oh, crap. Damn it. I hate when I do stuff. All right. Take a break. Quick break. Our good buddy, Stephen Sheehan, will join us.
You know, Headblade was one of our first big sponsors here, and I still use it to this day. Joining me now is, is one of my favorite show co-hosts, compadres that I've had here in the eight years of doing this show, my good buddy, Stephen Sheehan. How the hell are you? I'm doing great, George. How are you? It feels like it's been a long time, buddy. I, I, I almost feel like the last time we got together and did a show, we were basically calling Pete Carroll a fucking moron for two hours. Yeah, I mean, that's always a good time. But, uh, you know, this time around we might be calling his protege the same thing, depending on how Dan Quinn comes out against the Patriots and uh, Tom Brady uh, just a couple days from now. As a guy who lives in the South and gets to see a lot more of the Atlanta Falcons than anybody above the Mason-Dixon line, because they're not on TV ever, I think it's good. Am I worried for nothing? Um, I think that offensively they really do present a lot of challenges. Uh, They're very multiple in their attack. Um, You know, people obviously look to Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and assume that all they do is kind of spread the ball out and throw it down the field. But I really do think the the most dangerous element of this game and what will be interesting to see in terms of the talent matchup is how they utilize those two running backs out of the backfield and spread out wide as well as pass catchers. You know, a lot of the Patriots fans and uh, the coaches and all, you know, the second half of the season, the storyline was about how they kind of figured out how to mold this different pieces on the defense together, the Kyle Van Noys, the Shea McClellan, the Landon Roberts, all these guys that they kind of picked up off the scrap heap or traded for. And those guys looked okay down the stretch. And obviously, you know, they finished with the number one ranked scoring defense. But when it comes down mm-hmm. to talent versus talent, I still think Atlanta's, you know, pieces in their passing game, those are going to be tough uh, matchups for the Patriots, especially if you're going to try and devote, you know, two guys on Julio, and then you're going to have to try and figure out how you match up your linebackers and remaining safety with the running backs. I think they're dangerous there. On defense, though, I think the Patriots should be able to score pretty much at will against them. So ultimately it's really going to come down to who gets a key stop or two in this game. And I still think the Patriots' defense is better coached and um, a little bit more trustworthy than the Falcons'. You know, I, I, you know, of course, I've seen Atlanta's last two games. As everybody has seen Atlanta's last two games. And I think what the problem is, is like when New England played St. Louis 15 years ago in the Super Bowl, you kind of knew what you were getting. You knew what their defense was. You knew what this was. I'm sure that the Patriots didn't spend much time this year looking at Atlanta Falcons games, no matter what Tom Brady says. But I do right. ask this. I do wonder this. We are we forgetting the fact that Atlanta was eleven was eleven and five. Like, are we forgetting that they weren't that good at times during the season? I, I absolutely and think their defense looks a lot better because of the fact that well they've been up so big lately. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that people are getting a little bit caught up in their most recent play and. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, you know, when they're blowing out Green Bay like that, you know, people kind of remember what that looked like. But like you said, I mean, this is a team that was only 11-5. and five. Um, Their defense was, I believe, ranked 27th or 29th in, in points allowed. And what, what I have a problem mm-hmm. with is a lot of people keep defending that as, oh, they were up by all these points uh, throughout the season. But the Patriots' offense was almost just as lethal as them, and they finished first in scoring defense. And they were often playing with a lead as well. So I kind of have a problem with, 
you know, people rationalizing why the Falcons' defense might be ranked, you know, so low in points scored, yet they think that they're capable of stopping Tom Brady in a top-five offense um, for New England. So, ultimately, I think that their offense is that good. It is legit. But the fact that Matt Ryan hasn't had a ton of playoff success, and quite frankly, the Green Bay defense is awful, so I don't really give as much credit to their – I think, you know, that was bound to happen. But um, defensively, I I really don't see how they're going to be able to stop this Patriots offense, which really is, just as the Falcons are, quite multiple themselves. I mean, they have several running backs with Blunt, um, James White, and Deion Lewis, who we see uh, was unleashed earlier in the playoffs. They have Hogan and uh, Edelman playing at the top of their game. You know, hopefully Malcolm Mitchell kind of, you know, resurfaces in this final game. Danny Amendola seems to come up with a clutch play or two every playoff game. Um, You know, Martellus Bennett, if he can please, you know, get healthy and stay, you know, active for this one game. And it really comes down to me is for this offensive line to not shit the bed like they have in the past, uh, you know, in in the two Giants Super Bowls. But this offensive line is honestly probably one of the best of the entire Belichick era. It's really well coached. Um, I like the fact that they're young, but they're also, you know, kind of experienced at the tackle spots. And um, I think Tom Brady's playing with a lot more confidence behind this line. So, to me, I mean, I think the Patriots, it really just comes down to can they stop the big plays from Atlanta. And if they can, uh, I don't see how Atlanta's going to be able to stop New England at all on defense. You know, one of the things that, like, you go back to that Green Bay game and you forget that Green Bay went down early. But, like, a lot of people fell in love with them after that, you know, the giant game, which – the Giants' defense wasn't what the Giants' defense was when they beat, you know, Dallas a couple of weeks before that. When I look at this green, when I look at this defense that the Patriots will be playing, nobody stands out. Like, you know, a guy leads the league in sacks, but when you look at the numbers more in depth, you realize you get fifteen and a half tackles. Like to me. I just don't see how they're going to ultimately beat the Patriots. <laughs> it's as stupid as it sounds. I don't think they can beat them. Yeah, and just when you're can't. talking about I Big Beasley right out. there, yeah, when you're talking about Big Beasley, um, you know, their sack leader, um, I think a bunch of his sacks came in, like, spurts as well. They came over, like, a few games against some bad teams. And um, I think I read a stat today that he doesn't even have a single quarterback hit or sack in the playoffs so far. So, to me, I mean, that's a guy that really just relies on basically his speed. And when you have two, you know, tackles that are playing at the top of their game, like Nate Solder, who I think has honestly been one of the most underrated players on their team this year, and that's kind of just the virtue of the position. Um, You know, Marcus Cannon has got a lot of talk because he's pretty much sucked, like, the past few years. Big contract. Has turned into into a real stud, honestly, at right tackle. But Solder also was kind of like coming off a shaky couple past years with injury and uh, wasn't as, you know, effective despite getting a contract extension himself. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you haven't heard his name once all season, which obviously for an offensive lineman is kind of the goal. And he's been a stud over there at left tackle. And um, I just yeah. don't see how Vic Beasley is going to just run around him because Nate Solder is uh, really improved and he's playing at the top of his game. And, really, that's the only pass rusher they have. I mean, Dwight Freeney's like, you know, 45 and I don't expect him to make a big impact. And there's really not a lot of established pass rushers on that team. 
they're kind of more built on the back end, a la Seattle. You know, they have some young, like, athletic secondary guys. But, again, Tom Brady picks yeah. on those young guys. And I just think they have too many weapons and they have too many formations, too many things they can do with movement. Um, and Tom Brady is just playing at an all-time high level that I just don't see how that defense is capable of stopping him compared to, you know, the Giants' defenses that in the past or even in the – you know, the Ravens defenses that have beaten him in the playoffs. I just don't see how that Falcons defense stacks up against those teams. You know, that was the thing that somebody had asked me yesterday, what I thought of their defense. And I, I really didn't have an answer for it because, like I said, you don't see them enough. You know, but the thing that, that does, you know, it, it passed, they passed the eyeball test because of what they did to Aaron Rodgers when everybody was, you know, slurping on him. My my biggest thing with their defense is the fact that it's Seattle light and they don't have Cam Chancellor. They don't have, you know, those guys who will take your fucking head off. At the end of the day, I mean, Cam Chancellor and, and, and Earl Thomas will take your fucking head off. Yes, and, and, they they have, they have and Seattle obviously has, you know, Michael Bennett, who is an absolute stud up front, you know, Atlanta just doesn't have including a guy like that. Yep. Including and the fact that he wears Pat McAfee shoulder pads. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think that, you know, if this isn't hating on Atlanta because I honestly think that they're, that Dan Quinn and uh, Pioli have really done a good job of building that roster. This defense, I think two, three years from now, could be very good because they've invested a lot of high draft picks and they have a lot of athleticism. I just think in this mm-hmm. particular matchup against a savvy veteran like Tom Brady – who just knows how to attack. You saw what he did to the Steelers. He went right after their young corners, their young safeties, and he picked them apart. I think this is a prime matchup where maybe Atlanta two, three years from now would stand a much better chance with more experience. But I think ultimately Brady's going to end up picking them apart. You know, and that's the thing that I always look to when it comes to this. It's, you know, you go back to those giant losses, and those were, you know, tough because, one, my wife's a giant fan. And, uh, two, I have to hear about it on a daily fucking basis because Giant fans are still fucking flying high over that other than the fact that they're fucking all-world wide receivers, a fucking beaver-holic. Um, yep, I just got the evil eye. I could feel it from the other. Um, but the Giants, to me, when they played Green Bay, weren't healthy. Green Bay's defense was garbage. It's been garbage because they have the stupidest head coach in the NFL now that Jeff Fisher has been fired. God, it's great to be a Patriot fan, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely spoiled. I mean, other than Barstool, who has a better than the Patriots? Nobody. Um, Yeah, no, the spoiled thing. Do you take anything with this whole Washington Post story today that they all know when Belichick's going to call it quits and that's why we still have who we still have <laughs> in the coaching ranks? No, I mean, that whole thing is a bit, you know, no one's really ever known kind of like what that relationship is like between Kraft and Belichick and, and McDaniels obviously has to have some insight into what's going on. But, yeah, I think it's actually an exciting time to be a Patriots fan because this is a team that you really can get behind and root for. They kind of got rid of those guys that were cancers on the team. Um, they have a lot of young talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm really – honestly, after the Super Bowl, besides that, I really want to see what happens with Garoppolo because I think that's going to kind of 
reflect on what they what they kind of view the the future in terms of Belichick and Brady and and McDaniel's, um, and really what they think of Garoppolo because. You know, that's the number one storyline outside of the Super Bowl is all these teams that are saying they're going to trade for him and expressing interest in him. And I really want to see, you know, do they really think this is the guy that could be, um, you know, Brady's successor? You know, there's been talk I've heard on the radio, too, about Brady and, like, would he retire if he won this ring and kind of step away, too? And I think that's crazy. I think the guy still would want to win another one if he thinks, you know, he's still good enough. So, I think that's an interesting storyline, too, is kind of this offseason, you know, after this whole, depending on what happens, you know, if they win and ride out into the sunset, are they going to come back and, you know, keep chugging along? I mean, you know, I don't see why they can't keep competing for Super Bowls, you know, the next few years again, because Brady looks as healthy as ever. He looks mobile. I mean, I, I honestly think he's playing a lot better than he even did, you know, five, six years ago. I think he's better than the 2007 version of Brady that set all the records. I, and, and it's hard Absolutely. to say because that, that guy was tremendous. Like, I've never seen anybody as – like, you could take your Peyton Manning seasons where he threw for a ton of yards, but, you know, you were like, yeah, but. You know, like, how many times did you watch those Peyton Manning teams and go, yeah, but. With Tommy right now, it's it's so unbelievable to me. How here's a guy who, I mean, is a genetic freak right now with the not eating stuff that causes inflammation and this fucking whacked out diet he's got, you know, sure helps keeping the wife happy. Um, But I also think part of the thing is I think he's playing for his mom now and God only knows how sons are when they play for their mother. He's playing for mom, and that should scare the living shit out of Atlanta. I mean, with this being mom's first game of the year, I mean, I was shocked to find out that she hadn't been to a game. I figured there was no way in hell she'd miss that San Francisco game. To see him play in the state, you know, against the team that he grew up idolizing the two quarterbacks of. Right. And what what do you think about the fact that that story just came out now during the Super Bowl week? You know, do you think he's behind that or what do you think, you know, the reasoning I, is behind um, it? Really? Well, I I think if you believe old balls from Bar, from Barstool, um Jerry Thorne who, you know, I mean, I I I'd have to believe Jerry here who is pretty well known up in Boston media and he wrote the article yesterday or the, yeah, yesterday I guess cuz it came out Tuesday night. That's saying he's known this story for months. And they didn't want it out. The family didn't want it out because they wanted, you know, the mother to get healthy. And if it has something to do with why he dropped the flake gate when he did, I could believe it. I mean, I could tell I, – I know my mother would, you know, has told me a million times, just fucking drop it. You know, and she's not anywhere near being sick. So, I, I kind of, you know what, I kind of buy it. This is that week. You know, I, I think that's why his father is as demonstrative as he's become. Have you ever remember Tom Brady Sr. saying anything fucking of substance? I don't. Yeah, not but really. Now Definitely not calling him the commissioner. <laughs> if you don't think that's Tom Jr. talking. <laughs> I, got, I got an ocean for property in Arizona to sell you. If that's not Tommy talking, I don't know what is. Because that's how Tommy feels. 
Because I'm sure that old man isn't talking on his own volition there. I think Tommy's just kind of upset that it, <laughs> he invited them into the home. <laughs> it wasn't like TMZ grabbed them outside of, you know, some fucking club. And went, hey, so what do, you, what do you think about Roger Goodell? Fuck him. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that's the thing that comes down to it with that. I, I, I just think that when it comes down to the Bradys and the Patriots, I mean, look what, just look at how the whole Gronk thing is handled. The family making statements with the team. When the when do you ever hear that? And it happens every time with with Gronkowski. So I I honestly think that I think there's been a lessening up on their point on their case with sharing information. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's easier to get something out of Trump than it is out of them. I mean, you don't even need Russia to figure out what the hell's going on with you know Trump. Um, yeah, that, I, I think that I think it's weird that it came out. I but I don't think that it would have came out if they didn't want it to come out. And the only reason it came out is because Mama Brady's gonna be there. So yeah, it kind of adds a little bit more to the entire event. Yeah, you know, and I mean, he's been a good son. I mean, you go back to the, the Brady Six documentary where. You know, he's talking about, like, you know, when everybody makes the meme of him crying because he didn't want to be an insurance salesman. You know, I just think it comes down to that with it. I think he's been a good soldier. I think this whole thing with Belichick and the fact that they know when the end line, the finish line is. He knows when the finish line is. And if it's 20, 2017, 2018, that coincides pretty much with what me and you said three years ago. When he's gone, so is him. And it yep. kind of works that way. And then, like, like I was, said, it'll be interesting if, you know, they they mm-hmm. let Josh and Jimmy kind of take over the reins and they're kind of stepping into that because it all kind of seems to coincide together. I mean – Josh could have taken a head coaching job. Jimmy could be dealt, you know, and then you have Brady and Belichick kind of, you know, there's rumors that are hinting that they're kind of. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be okay with being Steve Young? Because, I mean, that's what he's going to turn into. He's going to be like 40 by the time he takes over the job. But a mature 40. But, Steve, it was great having you on. Let's do this next week after they win. Absolutely, George. I look forward to uh, talking to you again. We we should definitely uh, celebrate the fifth ring together. I think we've we've uh, been through at least one together. We've been through some tough times as well. Uh, yeah. I, I hope so, I'll yeah. talk to you our after uh, Brady. Fa- our our tough times. My father-in-law is a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> he knows tough times. You know, his tough times sound like Dusty Rhodes. We sound like Ric Flair not having the belt. <laughs> All right, bud. It was good talking to you. We have to do this again. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you later. Have a great uh, Super Bowl weekend. All right, bud. You too, man. All righty. You know, Coach, this is like this is your life right now. My my literally, Coach, my inspiration in sports, the great (laughs) Tony Nadini. I don't know about the word great, but thank you. I go from Jimmy Haig. 
to my buddy Steve and to you. I mean, this is this is your life. <laughs> How George, are you? I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm watching the Chicago Blackhawks and the uh, Arizona uh, Coyotes. Yeah, Arizona. You know, something to do at night. You know, that's why we do the show here because it's something to do. And I think I have like O'Reilly on or something. Um. <laughs> So what's on the uh, what's on the table here, uh, big man? We've talked some football tonight. We've talked to we've had Jimmy Haig say that he wants to see Tom Brady get hit so hard that he has green stuff coming out of his ears. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy's a Rams fan, and Jimmy's still bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell Jim that we should have a beer together. (laughs) We we all definitely will. April twenty third. Listen, yeah, coach, I think take on the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Your take on the Super Bowl. To me, right now, it's really easy. If Atlanta plays any kind of defense and puts any kind of pressure on Brady, they can win this game because I don't think as good as Belichick is with uh, his defensive maneuvering. He can take away everybody. He can limit uh, the the uh, the you know Julio Jones guys and stuff like that. But he he can't take them all away. And mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to have a hard time uh, controlling the offense the the way they want. Um, Atlanta has to play some defense. If they do not, they're going to lose this game. And you're going to get your fifth ring on the fifth finger, and then you can start on the other hand. But uh, until that happens, um, I I think Matt Ryan wins his first Super Bowl after all the years that he's uh, been maligned and, you know, playing in the league. Just like um, Flacco got his Super Bowl. I I think Matt Ryan will will win his. But, you know, they got to play defense. Uh, There's just no question about it. So that's I mean, my take. It, like I was just talking with Stephen about, it's not like we know Atlanta because we never see them because they're never on TV, right? Like I think that's a fair assessment. And the times they happen, mm-hmm. on TV, they play terrible. Well, you, but everybody's watched their last two games, right? Like we've seen their last two games, and they've gotten out big early because the team they're playing it just isn't that good. They're playing a good You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a fair point, but it's, it's still going to come down to them uh, stepping up. Uh, anytime Brady gets a rush, I, look at what Houston uh, did to them. I mean, he, he, they gave him some help for a while, and then they just ran out yeah. of gas. But um, Brady needs to be, you know, uh, made un- to feel uncomfortable. He can't just uh, stand back there like he's playing touch football, you know. It's just – it's incredible. He just stands there, stands there. No one's uh, rushing him. Um, I mean, he's going to find somebody open, you know. They they start, uh, you know, bouncing around uh, in the secondary looking for an open spot. He's going to find them if you let him just stand there. So – and that's true of almost any NFL quarterback, but – yeah. In this case, it, it, it's imperative that Atlanta does 
you know, cause or rather create some havoc uh, on the on the uh, passing game. Um, see, otherwise, I, I think the it's, play. Uh, they're going to fall short. Uh, they're going to fall short, I believe. Here's the way I look at it. Now, mind you, you've seen a lot more football than I have. To get pressure on Brady to disrupt it, to cost them the Super Bowl, you'd have to have the Giants front seven. Atlanta doesn't have the Giants front seven. <laughs> you know? Like, well, they no, don't have they Strang, don't. They don't have Tuck. They don't have Humanure. They don't have, you know, whoever the fuck, you know, fucking forefingers and shit. They don't have those guys. They just don't no, have those they, guys. No, they don't. They do and, not. And, and, and to me, you know what they, you know what their defense reminds me of? And, and, and this is the I, what could be, and you're going to text me Sunday, and you're going to say, God damn it, you were right. You know what they remind me a lot of? Those Peyton Manning-led Indianapolis teams. Oh, uh, that's a great defense. And then they play a team that's not scared of them, that's going to put points on the board, and it's going to be a game, and they're going to go, what the fuck are we supposed to do? You know what? I hope I'm not texting you saying that, that you're right, but... No, you want, me, you want to text it, it, me and say that you're right, because you know what that means? I'll be happy. No, I don't. Because, and my happiness I mean, makes you I, happy. I enjoy a winner. I, I know they've had great... Uh, you know, a great run uh, as a, as an organization, but there comes a time where a guy like Matt Ryan uh, is, you know, he's due. Uh, he, I, he he's suffered long enough. I I think he's got the team finally to to, <laughs> to to win. Now I'm not an Atlanta. He's due. I'm not an Atlanta Falcons fan. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, a Falcon fan. I yeah. I just root I find a way to root for the underdog cuz you you know you know I I've, I've been like that my whole life uh maybe because my life has been like that a little bit but um I I I just I'm I'm rooting more for Matt Ryan and um I just want to see a, a really really good game. I don't want to see any kind of blowout because Atlanta can't come up with any defense. And the next thing you know, it's seventeen to three, uh, Patriots. And you know, uh, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see a, a, a I want to see a great game. And I hope Matt Ryan this time, you know, gets his gets his uh, championship. Can I tell you something? I'm tired of watching great Super Bowl. And I know you're mad. I know that's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. I'm just tired of seeing the <laughs> Patriots play great Super Bowls. I'm tired of it. I want a game. Well, why are that you? I can you sit should there. be proud. Why would you no, be tired of them no, playing great Super every Bowls? Time, no, because every time they do it, I sit there on the couch or wherever I'm watching the game from, and I feel like I'm trying to hold in a, a shit the size of a watermelon because oh, this God. team makes me that fucking nervous. That's why. Oh, Jesus. I'm tired of it. The first one. Was oh, you great. want to see the a first blowout? one against the Rams was great. I want to see a blowout. I want to see the trail no. of tears. Well, I want I, to I sit can there understand. with two minutes to go, <laughs> and I want to see them pouring. I want it like the Giants did against uh, the Denver Broncos. 
Win it 39 to 20. Right? Win that game big. Right? Make it yeah, a good first half. W- make, everybody, make everybody watch Lady Gaga. Right? Make it good for the first half. And then in the second half, just put uh, your, th- your foot on your throat and stomp the life out of them. You know why? Because <laughs> I can't deal with jumping up and down again in another fucking Super Bowl. I can't jump up and down. <laughs> this is the one year that Mr. Kraft could give me a gift. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick could give me a gift because I'm a gimp right now. Just win the frigging game so that when there's two minutes to go in the game, I'm on the NFL shop ready so I could buy my T-shirt and God damn it. You know, you have spoken like a true fan of the team that you enjoy the most. And I'll commend you for that. And if, and I will I will say this. I understand where you're coming from as a fan. I get it. I really do. But unfortunately, I mean, look at look at look at the last <laughs> six Super Bowls in the Brady Belichick era. They have gone down for the wildfire. Yeah, give me one where you blow. Yeah, but what you out. really wanted well, any other way? Yeah. Well, let's look at the yes. Yankees. Let's look at the Yankees. No. Like, why yeah, didn't I they beat the Pittsburgh? Why didn't they beat Pittsburgh in, in, in Game Seven, ten to two? No, they had because to they lose let ten them to get nine. To game seven. Uh, well, that's another issue. Because um, you let it get that far. Two thousand and one, they had to lose Game Seven. You know, uh, don't fill a prophecy or something. In, no, in the ninth to. inning, they should have never been in a Game Seven. Should never have been um, in that game. Well, they got trounced in game six. Yeah, if Pettit or Messina could have won a game in that series, they would have been fine. They would have won. Well, but no, Messina was god awful. And then he bitches and moans that Mo blew the save. Fuck you, Moose. That's why you're not in all Oh, the, no, there's no way anyone can home. say. There's no way anyone can say that, you know, Mo blew this or that. Um, well, oh, no, Mike maybe, Messina, maybe they shouldn't have played the infield in. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's the I, one decision wait, Corey would like to have back. Where have I heard this conversation before? Didn't we have this the other day? Can you tell me I was not? I think. Why I is think it what, that you come well, on the you show and, I and you try to use my football? <laughs> why is it? Why is it that when I said it originally, it's nuts, and now that you've had a week and a half to digest it, you're like, you know what? He had a good fucking point there. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, George, you're my wife true, doesn't you're, even you're, know you're on the phone, but she figured out. You're a true fan. You're a true sportsman. And uh, if 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 your team wins on Sunday, I'll tip my cap and I'll be the first one to text you. Yeah, I'm sure my dad will. No, you probably will because my dad doesn't know how to text. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I just want a win. Like, the first one was great because it was the first. Like, you know, like we were talking about it, me and Alicia. Well, what's your favorite one? The, like, and I said it to you the other day. What's your favorite one? The next one. The next one's my favorite because I'm waiting for that one where I don't have to worry about if a guy, the ball hits his asshole, bounces up, and he catches it on the three-yard line. Oh, wait, that happened with the friggin' Seahawks team. Like, just once can I be happy and not miserable watching the end of a Super Bowl. Just once. <laughs> More of, you know what? Here's the real reason I want the game to be a blowout. Are you ready for this? This is why. Get on my, I'm listening. I want the blowout because I want to see how Roger Goodell weasels his 
stupid way out of that stadium so he does not have to give the trophy to Tom Brady. I want to see, I think I want to see how he figures I, out that he doesn't have to do it. I think they have it rat planned bastard. out already. <laughs> that right. I think bastard. they have it already planned out <laughs> how the league is going to handle it. I really think Roger Goodell is trying to figure out how the hell he gets out of there because I don't think he wants to do it. And I'm telling you now, you take this to the OTB with you. If the Patriots win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's the MVP no matter what he does in that game. You know what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Hate Goodell. Because they hate Goodell, and they want to see that Monday morning press conference where he has to give him the Super Bowl MVP trophy. Has to. Uh, brother. <laughs> well, who's he going to send to do that? Is he going to call Tagliabue? Get Brady's good friend, you know, <laughs> George H. George W. Bush to do it. I well, mean, look at it this way: there won't be it? anything to worry about if Matt Ryan and the uh, Falcons win. <laughs> oh, let you me won't tell have you. to worry. <laughs> My wife just laughed and said, "You're not allowed in the house." Well, she's laughing because <laughs> what? She said, "You're not allowed in the house if they lose," because she knows I'm going to be a miserable fuck. Oh, brother. <laughs> Oh brother, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe she should go stay with her parents for about a week <laughs> and not oh, be around let me tell you. you. If I didn't, let me tell you, if you. I didn't really need her, I probably would. I would not in her. I I would not in her if that if I didn't need her right now. Get out! I know. God, <laughs> maybe it's a blessing in disguise <laughs> that you need each other right now, especially if 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 it doesn't go your way. Oh, my God, I'm going to be miserable. I will be miserable. Relax. You got four championships already. I was miserable when the Yankees lost. 2001, then they lost again in 2003. Please. But at least we had four out of five, and I always look back at that. But, see, I still hate – like, I – maybe it's me. I hate that thing. I hate that way of – Oh, it was great. No, no, the next one's the best one because you don't know. You know what? Here's the thing, Coach, and I think I, I know. You don't know when you're going back again. Uh, Dan Marino it, it, it's never the, went back. It's when you're going back a thing, right? Marino never went back. But here's the thing. It's not that Tom Brady – it's not like when the Patriots lost to the Giants in 2007, right? Brady was 29. So you figured he's going to go back at least once because of how bad the AFC is. Right? He's going to go back at least once. All right, so they lost that one. All right, that one hurt because it was the undefeated season. That sucked. Then they go back in 2011, and it was, oh, man, Mrs. Kraft passed away. You know, then all that stuff. And then you lost that fucking game to the freaking Giants. And then you get to the last one, and you're like, all right, we got this one. You know, he hits Edelman for the touchdown. We got it. We got, oh. And then, you know, the ball hits off his asshole. Bounces up in the air. Deron Harmon should have kicked that ball into the 57th row. Instead, he jumps over it, not thinking the guy's going to catch it. And whoa, what's he well, doing? Right there, he's laying on his balls. I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you cry right now. David Tyree never caught another pass in the NFL. Yeah, well, good for him. Good for him. He should have never caught another pass in the NFL because he sucked. He was a oh, piece of God. shit. You, you know. You know what that was? Let me explain. That's me being a patriot. Okay. I'm going to explain. Right I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain what that was all about. Hold everybody on, you finish, in life. I tell you exactly what I felt has, at that point. Everybody in life has their five 
minutes of fame and glory. Okay? Yeah. Aaron Boone had that was it. His. When he when he hit the game winning yeah. homer in game seven against the Which Red I Sox. Which I called, by the way. I was there. I called that. Which, all right. I called that. Huh? God bless you. I called that homer. Um I said, Aaron Boone's winning. The poor guy he gets a heart problem and, and he can't play anymore. Who? There was Boone? his fame. Aaron Who? Boone. Aaron Boone? No, he yeah, he's he out. He's a broadcaster basketball. now. He's not, no, he tore his knee playing basketball. He's not basketball playing Major League Baseball contract. anymore. Yeah, because he tore he tore his knee playing basketball and breached his contract. I thought a lot of that had to do with uh, his no, heart condition. No. Had nothing to do with the heart condition. It may have been why he, but that's why the Yankees got rid of him because he breached his contract. Well, the man's not playing baseball anymore, that's for sure. So, and he's a shitty broadcaster. David Tyree makes the one miraculous catch, and then you don't hear from him anymore. That Which, was his five way, minutes of fame. NFL, and, that's, and you know what? What still chaps my ass about that? The NFL was the reason for that catch. Timeout. The you know NFL was the reason for that catch? Yes. yes. Explain. Explain. Because, all right. One, fact, let me say it a whole different way. Like like the I Love Lucy show. Explain, Lucy. Okay. Reason number one, the NFL is to blame for that and why they hate the Patriots. And, you know, I say it's they hate us, they're anus. Um, the referee from that game came oh, out boy. that Thursday and said that he was in the grasp. He should have blown the whistle. But he never thought Eli would get out of it. One, two, the NFL had put in all those panky, panty-ass friggin' rules where you can't touch anybody. So instead of ripping him out, out of the air like Ronnie Harrison would have done, <laughs> Ronnie Harrison had a pity patter and not touch him. That's two. Three, there was a lot of money on that game for the Patriots not to win, and they were kissing Mercury Mars's ass. Therefore, oh boy. the NFL is to blame for that. It's not my. It, you know who I really blame for the man? Because he's the one that bitched and moaned about the rules. And they can't touch the receivers. My guys are going to shoot Oh, boy. Fuck off. Well, if, you know wait, what? If all that is true, what you okay. just said, then Super Bowl three was fixed. I think it was. The gamblers fixed that game. No, I'm kidding. So, oh. the I mean, you know, I mean. Everybody knew it. Where, where, where does Everybody just thought this? that was an inferior league. No, well, yeah, but uh, they proved them wrong. But then you have the other skeptics that say, well, the game was fixed because they needed to join and make it one league and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. You know what? Can we just go back to the purity of sports? They played. No, there is no purity of sports. There's no purity of sports anymore. escaped just before the guy was probably going to blow his whistle. He got away. Wait a second. Tyree he made didn't the escape from flight. that. There was holding calls all over that. Don't start. Well, there's holding on every damn seen, play. Yeah, but there's not holding where David deals arms inside Richard Seymour, playing with Richard Seymour's nipple. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, watch uh, that play. Coach, go back and watch that play. Look where his hands are. He is rubbing the guy's <laughs> nipple, for Christ's sake. He's like sitting there. You can see his tongue out. He's like, he's getting ready to lick it. <laughs> Rubbing it so fucking hard, the guy's shoulder pads out. Let me let me say something, kid. 
for your sake. The bitter page. And I say you this with all the love in my heart for you. Yeah. That, that if the Patriots do win the game, that they have a 15-point lead with two minutes to play. There you for go. For your sake. So I could be on the website. For your sake. <laughs> my heart can't take this anymore. My oh, heart can't gosh. take it anymore. I can't take this crap. All right, listen. I'll, I can't take Roger Goodell a, making up it, lies about Tom Brady. It's a scumbag, rep bastard. If can't it, take him lying about If Barstool. it's a nail-biter, I'll text you. Don't text me. Well, no. Unless you the have Patriots have the ball and they're going in the end. No, I don't <laughs> want to talk to anybody. That's the problem. All right. I, I, I will not text ball. you then. Out of respect, I will not text you then. <laughs> You're like, I'm glad I'm not coming over now for the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be one miserable you-know-what. No. Oh, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't even ma- see the You would be one miserable. And I, no, and I'll be sitting across and I'll be laughing my balls off. Yeah, you would. <laughs> See how much everybody cares about me. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody loves me. That's the problem. Uh... Science <laughs> be the Patriots the last time my wife. Right, listen, my, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll text you up until about 10 minutes, 10 minutes left in the game if it's close, and then I won't bother you anymore. Yeah. My mother-in-law asked oh. if she could come over. I said no. I just I, I heard her ask Alicia on the phone. I was like, no, nobody's coming over. I want okay. to watch the game in peace. <laughs> I want to watch the game in peace because I do not want anybody to see me cry if they win or win or lose. I think I'm going to cry this one. I really do. I honestly, truly think win or lose, I'm crying. Well, you don't have to cry if they win. No, I will win. I will cry if they win because it'll finally stop all the bullshit. You can't say he's a cheater anymore. You can't say this. You can't say that. That scumbag Roger Goodell is going to have to give him. Oh, a wait a minute! And wait I'm a minute. going to laugh. How about how about the um, the playbook being lost? Oh, oh no! The, now the, now now the, now, the, they, the, now they can get get blamed for uh, stealing the playbook yeah. somehow, and then they, they and then they gave it back. <laughs> I, I like I like Dan Quinn, you know, because you know he he looks like he's got it all going on. He said that's the oldest trick in the book, the fake playbook. No asshole, I think you guys are scared shitless. But see, there you go. And then what? It, you know who you know, my favorite part of this whole thing is? Steeler fans talk shit. Steeler fans. See, if we were in Steeler the Super fans, Bowl, they're they out of it. They have nothing to say right now. Well, because they're the ones that said, if we were in the Super Bowl, nobody would be saying that we were stealing fucking playbooks. No, because you suck. They deserve to lose big time. They refuse to change the way they played. Zebras don't change their stripes. They refuse to make any adjustments of any kind. They deserve to lose. But I've watched Patriots-Dealer games forever now. Especially under this regime, right? Forever. This is, you could set your watch to the fact that they're going to play zone defense against Tom Brady. And then they're going to sit there and look at each other at the end of the game. Well, what the fuck happened? <laughs> That's how it goes. It's death and taxes with that, with that team. All they do yeah. is zone defense, and they don't have Troy Palomalo over the top anymore. The only difference. Only friggin' difference. Well, listen, kid. 
I really hope you have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> I will. And I, hope, I, I will. Up and until, I hope you have a wonderful weekend right up until kickoff. <laughs> up until 6.30, I'll be fine. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I appreciate you having me on. Coach, I appreciate it. I mean, it's the eight-year anniversary. You've called in a bunch of times. I figured I had to have you on. All right. God plus bless you. How, and how and much, I'm going to – Plus, Alicia wanted to see I how will, much you get me going. <laughs> That's all right. I I don't want to get you upset. So I'm going to end this by saying oh. who loves you. You do, Coach. All right. You're welcome. God bless you, kid. God bless you, Coach. All right. I'll talk to you right, before the game. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I'm, all right. I'm eagerly awaiting your phone call. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'll get all my texts in and all my phone calls in, and then we'll sit back and just, you know, have a couple of drinks <laughs> and watch the game. Yes, sir. All right, kid. God bless, kid. Love you, coach. I love you back, kid. Later. <laughs> Later. Oh, the great, the venerable Tony Nardini joins us. Oh, appreciate it. Hey, hey. It's good to have friends. It's great to have people who care about you enough, who love you enough, that they like this show and want to join you. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing um, that we've had here. Um, Is freaking Yahoo Messenger up in there? All right. 20 minutes left. May actually hit like a twenty. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do something we've never done here before. Uh, maybe, 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 maybe we'll actually hit this break on time. Uh, probably necessary. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll come back. Hey, it's Coach Kevin from Superfans.com. Superfans shirt. Superfans has Boston's best T-shirts. Uppercase B's for the adults and lowercase B's for the kids. You see our street hustlers at your favorite event or you shop with us at superfans.com. At Superfans, we're just like you. We take pride in our town and support the best our teams have to offer. Listen to your New England soul. Visit superfans.com and say hello next time you see us around town. We make Boston's best t-shirts for New England's best fans. Superfans! Superfans is a proud sponsor of Dirty Water TV. Hi, folks. I've just spent a delightful time chatting with George Brew on his What's Brewing show. Boy, this guy asks great questions. He's fun to talk to. Just wonderful to listen to him and to hear what he has to say. And you'll enjoy it, too. So make sure to listen to What's Brewing with George Brew. You'll find that it's a time of your life. You know well, I'm a chicken fry. Go beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio up, up a lot of TV sunrise. See the love in my woman's eyes. Feel the touch of a precious child. No mother's love. Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine. And that's home, you know. Sweet deep pecan pie and homemade wine Where the peaches grow 
In my house it's not much to talk about But it's filled with love that's grown in southern ground And a little bit of chicken fried Cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And a radio oh, 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 A lot of peace on See the love in my woman's eyes Feel the touch of a precious child No mother's love And it's funny how it's the simple things in life That mean the most Not where you live, what you drive Or the price tag on your clothes There's no dollar sign on a piece of mind This I've come to know so if you agree, have a drink with me, raise your glasses for a toast to a little bit of chicken fries. Cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right, and a radio. Oh, a lot of things on right. See the love in my woman's eyes, feel the touch of a precious child, no more. Quick stop, midnight tea top, Jack and her cherry coke pen. Mama and daddy put the roots right here, cause this is where the car broke down. Yellow dog school bus, kicking up red bus, kicking us up by a barbed wire fin. MTV on the RCA, no AC in the vent. We were Jesus, Sammy, blue jean baby, born in the USA. Trailer park truck stop, fade a little map dots, New York to L.A. We were teenage dreaming, front seat leaning, baby, come give me a kiss. Put me on the cover of the Rolling Stone Uptown, down home, American kids. Growing up in little pink houses, making out on living room couches, blowing that smoke on Saturday night. A little messed up, but we're all And welcome back to the uh, close-up shopping a little bit here. <clears throat> Let me get these things out. Uh, thanks to uh, Jimmy Haig for joining us. You can uh, follow him on the Twitter at Ogsmar, O-G-S-M-A-R. Let's go Rams backwards. Um, Steven Sheehan, uh, who we couldn't do without him. Back in a while ago, um, used to write for a bunch of different Patriot sites, and we got hooked up because somebody used to work here, um, and we just like that. I mean, that right there, we haven't talked on the phone and uh, God on the show and shit, Jesus Christ, two years, almost two years to the day actually. So that's what we built here and um, I thank him for for popping on I mean the kid's crazy he's a rugby player talk about that next time he comes on um, but uh, and of course thanks to Coach Nardini who really I mean my my love of sports goes back to when I'm really young but me and him the, the conversations we have I mean that you just heard that I mean that's 
pretty much. And the worst part? Gee, that's what it is. Um, you know, I was thinking, I was sitting there around the house today, and I was thinking, man, you know, maybe we should do something. You know, like do like best of and stuff to end the show. Or what we used to do to end the show, end the anniversary show every year. I would start, I would play the original one just to see how much better we've gone. And, and you know what I realized? Well, listen, to that. if you want to do that, you can download us on iTunes. And you can search us on What's Brewing on iTunes and just do that. Um, go back. I mean, it's there's like, like, there's like 2,000 shows, I mean, on this network. And it started out as a every Monday night. It originally started at 11 because you weren't allowed to do two hours when you first started. You had to get some shows under your belt before Block Talk would give you two hours. And then about three weeks in, they, we had done enough. And we were just realizing that as much of a, a rundown we would put together, you know, it, it, God, I, I give Barstool credit for being able to do their rundown for 30 minutes. Um, on Comedy Central at midnight, and then when they do their rundown on the, the regular website every day, it's, I mean, it's tough. But what we were realizing was we were getting passion, and, and, and passion, when it comes down to doing something like this, is, is a great thing because that's what sports is. You know, people always say, like, oh, man, how can you be such a big sports fan? And the, and the reason you can be is because sports gets you out of the real world. The real world sucks. You know, watch TV and listen to Trump's an asshole, this, that, and the other thing, blah, 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 blah. No, you want to get away from that. And, 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 and in all honesty, I mean, it is just – Pretty good. Sports is, is, is the great equalizer for a lot of bad shit. And sports will get you through bad times in your life if you, if you let it. And you have to let sports do that for you. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's reconnected people. It, it reconnects people all the time. It reconnected friends. It reconnected me with people on the show. And we did a lot, and, and we did a lot of good stuff here, and I'm so super proud of everybody who has worked here, whether I talk to them anymore or not. Um, I, I really want to thank... the people who have done stuff here and, you know, go back and there was, you know, there was Ricky, there was Chris, there was Timmy who, you know, still is doing great things with Bruins Daily. I don't talk to him as much as I should, but that's life. Um, And that's what being an adult is, is life. Um, You know, but I'm sure if I had Gotten to be able to talk to him today. I'm sure he would have joined us. And, you know, um, 
you know, who else? Uh, Sports Guy Mike was a part of this, even though we I mean, we give him shit. But, they, you know, like I said, don't take it seriously. Don't take us seriously. Like, take what we say seriously because we will talk about serious stuff, especially when it comes to sports. We have opinions, and that's what they are. They're opinions. My opinions may not be the same as yours. I learned that very hard doing this show. I learned that during Joe Paterno stuff with Penn State. I learned that. My opinions aren't yours. And I don't want you to have the same opinions I do. Because then that's boring. But if you can find, if you like listening to this show and you just give it, you know, give it a listen. You don't have to believe in everything. There's some stuff that I'm bitter about. I'm still bitter about the way Tom Brady was treated, and and and, and that's going to come through because I'm a Patriot fan, and it happened. You could think they're a bunch of cheaters. Go ahead. Guess what? I don't really care. I don't care, and not the sense that I don't care that that's your opinion because you're entitled to it. You're able to do that. You're allowed to have a differing opinion from me, and that's cool. I will never say to somebody on these airwaves that I've worked with on this show, you can never talk to anybody that said that I really ran them off the air because I didn't have a, I, we had a difference of opinions about sports, the business. But I go back to the times when, you know, Ricky was on the show and, and had great times with him on the show. Not here anymore. Because of stuff that happened that had nothing to do with the show. But he was a good co-host. He was a great, he was there, he was dependable, which, you know, when you do a podcast, that's all you want is dependable because you're trying to build something. You want something to, you know, be there at 10 o'clock. And back then it was Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday during the football season. You know, and then we lie in our load after the football because, you know what, we understand it. We're all football guys. You know, or, you know I mean, there was a point in, in my tenure here and the eight years that I've been doing Block Talk Radio, I, I, you know, and when I stepped away two years ago, is I, I had to. I, I really needed to because I wasn't having fun. And then a um, couple weeks, months ago, me and Sanborn were talking, and, you know, he says, you know, I'm getting the bug back. And I said, you know what, so am I. And I had been saying it to my wife for a couple weeks, and she's like, well, if it makes you happy, go do it. And I appreciate her for that because it was something I was missing. I, I did miss whether we had the most listens on Blog Talk, which there were a few times we did, and I was super proud of that, or, you know, or, or not, or, you know, there was one person listening, but that one person was interacting in a chat room and, you know, and really made us think, and that was the best part of this. That, that, that's the best part of anything is when you could think, when you're forced to think on your feet, there's nothing better. Um, you know, the fluidity of stuff. Like I said, we were on live as Penn State was firing Joe Paterno. And I am a huge Penn State fan. Um, I believe that Joe Paterno is saintly at times. Um, 
Now, that doesn't mean that I think that Jerry Sandusky's not. I think Jerry Sandusky's a disgusting piece of shit. But there were times when I had to defend what I thought was right and what I knew you didn't know. And and, and that's okay. I mean, people, look, it, it's it's one of those things. I mean, people are going to have differences of opinion. And we always hope here that it didn't lead into an argument, <laughs> which sometimes it did. And, and that was cool, too, because we needed to do that sometimes. Um... But here's the one thing I've learned, and, and, and I, you know, I, I could go over our guest list, and our guest list reads pretty damn good. I started this show not knowing what I was getting myself into. I started this show on with Bill, who every year for the every time we have one of these shows, I reach out to Bill. Um. People liked Bill. I like Bill. I miss Bill. I miss talking to Bill. My mouth got me into trouble there. (laughs) What else is freaking now? You've ever met me. Um, But I, I, you know, I made mistakes with that. Um, But I've asked him back every year, and unfortunately, he's never joined me again. And that's one thing that I really wish for to him to see what we've grown into uh, would be pretty damn awesome um, because he was part of the beginning. Um, he built the first website, for Christ's sake. He built built everything. I mean, he built uh, some of the stuff that we use today was done by Bill. Um, yeah. It's the one that got me into Facebook. Thank you, jerk. Uh, We definitely have a good thing here and had a good thing here when we were on all the time. And we're trying to build that back up. And and it's it's a slow build. It's, It's a great build. You know, a... But when it comes down to anything with sports and and with this whole thing, like I said before, it's great to have differences of opinion because that makes the show that it makes it fun. It makes it interesting to listen to. And I really, truly hope that the people that have listened to us, the over a million people that have listened to the show, I, I really hope that you have enjoyed it. I, I hope and and you know, I, I see numbers, I see numbers from all over the place. And one of the things that always surprised me was when I get ratings and I'd see a listen from Moscow or someplace like that and it's like, Jesus, hell are they listening to us for? But it was cool. Um you know, and we work really hard here and have worked really hard here to make this as much fun for you, the listeners, as it is for us doing this. I mean, if this was, like I said before, I, I, I stopped. You know, and, and the funny thing was I was going to do 
a show last year to commemorate the seventh anniversary, but I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do it. But we're still here. You know, we we liked what we were doing. We loved what we were doing. We loved the camaraderie around this event. You know, some great people here. Um, you know, Hiba, who used to do the Yankee show with us. Brian Capozzi, who did the Yankee show with us. Um, you know, I, I, you start going back through the guests we've had, you know, we were one of the first interviews with Chuck Knobloch after the whole, when he started on the Twitter. Um, you know, we had Chuck on the show. And, and, you know, that was one of those things where we never in a million years thought we were going to get Chuck Knobloch. And we got Chuck Knobloch. And he was on the show for a while that day, taking phone calls, which was awesome. And um, talked about him about a lot of stuff. You know, we had Jack Curry on the show when he was starting for the times before he even became yes's go-to guy. And then I told him that he was going to be yes's go-to guy. And he had no idea that I knew that, but Jack is that good. Uh, Don LeGrecki used to join the show all the time. Joey Salvio used to do a show as much as he possibly could, um, which is tougher because, you know, life gets in the way of having a good time. Um, you know, <laughs> ex-girlfriends work on the show. Um, that wanted to be in radio and it was a vehicle for them and that was awesome and I I enjoyed it. To my wife, um, thank you for allowing me to start doing this again because without your support I wouldn't be doing this again. And um I really do appreciate it. I do, I do appreciate that over a million people have listened to the show. Um, you guys have been awesome, and um, me and Brian will be back. You never know. We may do something post Super Bowl. Keep your eyes and ears open. I'm much brewing that. All your people want me to do is just laugh. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Bye, everybody. Just shut up. Close it. <laughs>